citizens of the verse. Today is December 8th, 2951, and welcome to another episode of Readcast. We're a weekly star citizen podcast sponsored by the Read Organization. I'm your host, Way Too Geeky, and this week my regular co-hosts are not available at all. So tonight I'll just be ranting by myself for two hours about how amazing the Carrick is, and you'll all just have to listen. Uh, obviously, just kidding, because I can't possibly think of doing something like that to you guys. Um, but we do have a guest host with me tonight, and it he is the first. Uh, ooh, he's a first time guest on our show. Uh, welcome, uh, Jim Raymar. Hello. Thanks for coming, Jim. Yeah, thanks for having me. Did I pronounce that right? I always feel like I'm mispronouncing names. Yeah, um, it's an old Fantasy Star Online reference so Raymar is pretty good okay okay cool and you mentioned I know we spoke about this but you mentioned that you, you also like the name because it sounds very similar to Jim Rayner from Starcraft is that correct yes so my first MMO character was there was a class called a Raymar in Fancy Star Online and his name mm-hmm. was Jim and I thought it was funny because it sounded like that and it was a guy with a gun so I was basically making Jim Rayner in this other game I've stuck with it ever since. Well, there you go. Excellent. Well, since this is your first time on the show, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit more about you and and um, you know what interests you in Star Citizen? Uh, well, I'm pretty new to the game. I started playing in I think July, um, and I think some of the fun things for me right now is definitely doing bounty hunting. Mm-hmm. And just flying all the different ships is definitely a treat. They all fly much more uh, uniquely than I had expected, especially some of the bigger ones. Yeah. Um, so just flying around, uh, finding stuff. There's so much cool stuff to see. And the fact that mm-hmm. it's all persistent. So you can go to a hab and there's cut up watermelon. Or you can go and there's a secret door code that's hidden on Port Olisar, but it's on a sticky note. It's always there. And it, there's just so much cool stuff to find. Oh, I've never seen that. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, What's uh, it, where's the door lead to? Uh, there is no door that you can open with this code. There's just a post-it note in an oh. office that says, hey, the, the lower deck door code is this. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. I love those post-its with codes and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the ships in this game are crazy because it's like they fly how you would expect them to fly. Um, but at the same time, you know, uh, it, it is nice to have that really interesting variety. Um, awesome. Well, um, I guess I'm curious to know my first question is always, you know, what is it have you been up to this past week in the verse? Is it bounty hunting? <laughs> uh, for the most part, I've been trying to grind and save up to buy a Carrick. Yay. Because I hear that it's the best ship in the game and that I should You've get heard one. Correctly. Um, and funny enough, uh, I lost uh, I lost my armor dying due to a bug or something. Mm-hmm. And then due to a, a second bug, I couldn't put on my new flight suit. So I've just been doing bounties in my boxers because I couldn't oh, wow. get a flight suit on. I didn't want to do a character reset. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, sometimes that 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 fun stuff can be a little 
nuts, but uh, what are you going to do? Hashtag alpha. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's a alpha. Awesome. Um, I have been pretty busy with work, but I did, um, I did play a little bit. I've, I've mostly been hauling. I'm just trying to get my money up. Um, and I've been kind of lazy in terms of not wanting to do combat. And then more recently, I, I forgot why I flew to microtech. Did I flew fly there? Uh, no, I died. I died because I had some weird. Oh, some weird bug and I killed myself. And so I ended up back at my home planet of microtech. And, um, because I was there, I was like, Oh, you know what? I'll do an 890 jump mission. And that's when I've really learned, like I am not Mr. Combat or oh, at, yeah. at the very least I'm combat support or like I got your back, but I'm probably not the one who's going to save the world with shooting. I've died yeah. three times. <laughs> So likely resetting my character so I can get all my armors back. <laughs> but um, I am up to half a million in credits, which is good, you know, oh, for casually that's... hauling. Uh, the, yeah, I'm I have a little bit more than that, but I've been also grinding bounties pretty substantially. It's it feels like it's the best way to make money right now. I think it is. I, I think it is for sure. Awesome. Um, well, we have a bunch of stuff to talk about because I do have some content from this week and the week before. Yeah. Um, so let's start it off with ISC. Last week we got our final ship-oriented ISC because of the end of IAE. And that's where we got to learn a little bit more about that MISC um, gargantuan, the Odyssey, um, which was announced at the end of IAE. Uh, for those who don't know... As someone who absolutely loves the Carrick, I also bought an Odyssey. <laughs> um, we can talk about why I'm not so sure I should have uh, in a few. But on that episode, uh, we learned a lot about how um, it has qu- quite a bit of Xion tech in it. Like I think the elevator and the car- the uh, hangar doors open with some Xion tech. Does that um, elevator not remind you of Stargate? It, oh my god, totally! It totally reminds me. Some people now. Do you like the Xion Tech and Misk ships? This is the most apparent um, use of it that I've seen. Um, or do you think it looks weird? Because I've heard, I've seen some people complaining about how it's just too alien for Misk. I think it's cool. I like that there's a ship making company that is just blatantly integrating this stuff. And it's like a yeah. weird juxtaposition of, you know, a very, um, Misk feels very industrial, but then they just have like this cool alien stuff mixed in with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like, it's almost like a Banu's on the board and they're like, listen, we just like to take the best stuff from all the other cultures. Cause quite frankly, it makes some really cool ships. <laughs> Honestly, those old elevators are so broken and terrible anyway. Like anything is better than some of those. Yeah, exactly. Um, it also has a, a two person mining station. Uh, one seat is for the miner. One is for the tractor beam. looks like the bridge seats everybody. And it has that big window. Um, each crew member also will have their own room instead of um, like what my, my baby has. 
And then uh, the hanger they mentioned is extra small, and they mentioned that it could fit a prospector, which is pretty cool, and some other ships for sure. Um, then we got a sprint report that was all ship-oriented for that IAE greatness. Uh, first, we saw the whole A in gray box, as well as some of the animations for the um, for the arms that articulate out. Uh, we got a look at the lighting in the whole C and also some prototyping of new UIs. It, it looked kind of cool because it looked like the remote tractor beam. It looked like you're looking at the screen and a camera instead of becoming the camera, um, which is cool. That was with um, building blocks. Yeah. Yeah, the new um, MFD layout looked cool. Yeah, yeah. Really exciting. Hopefully... Hopefully we start to see a lot of that cool stuff because I I don't know why when they talked about building blocks a while back, uh, Jim, since you're new, they mentioned it and it they just made it seem like it was going to make it real easy to quickly churn out UI and that's not necessarily the case, um, but you know still well, I uh, um, as someone in the profession of software engineering, I can appreciate that they would build in this tech building blocks that makes it very easy to add new UI stuff, but you still Mm. need a team to do the UI stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And they might be focused on something else. You know, you notice though, every patch uh, you'll start to see different, like they keep refining UIs and making different panels, different in different places. Like, you know, Lorville, their panels look very like OG. Um, and then uh, I'm sure by the time we get back to Levski, those panels will look completely different too. Um, they also gave us a, a look at uh, the ship-based tractor beam that we've seen a flash of before. They um, showed off the saddlebags that are actually going, or not the saddlebags, the port on the... Um, uh well why can't i think of the name of the ship all of a sudden the starfarer that saddlebags will plug into um from it'll actually do ships. the refining right yeah which is funny because they had walked back from saying that the the uh, starfarer will be a refining ship and then they because originally it was intended to be and then they were like no it's just going to be refueling and then they came back and said nope it's going to be refueling and refining so that's good I mean, people love, 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 love their Starfarers, people who have them, who love them. Um, they also talked about the rework of the interior, but that has isn't scheduled yet. Um, we saw final art for the Vulture. It's looking great. Um, as well as the white box of the Scorpius, which also looks awesome. And actually, funny enough, with the wings folded, it almost, it does have that, you could see the RSI small ship look because it, the wings when folded almost look like um, the wings of the uh, um, Aurora. Yeah. Aurora. Thank you. Yeah. My, my brain's not working well today. I woke up very hungover. Um, I took my team out yesterday, which is why we did not record. Cause I have a new person on the team. Ah. Um, and unfortunately one drink turned into one too many. Um, and it uh, didn't turn into Coney Island again. It didn't. It didn't. Thank goodness. Oh, did I tell that on the show or just in, in, in chat? Uh, I don't remember. So I'm sorry if I've brought it up in public. Oh, that's okay. I don't care. 
I, uh, yeah, yeah, folding I, wings I fell asleep do and went cool. to Coney Island. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I did say it on the podcast. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, they look great. And then uh, we got more pictures of the, the Burnham, uh, Banu Merchantman. And uh, funny enough, um, some really cool looking animations too of what yeah. looks like it could be an engineering room or something. Um, so that, uh, you know, BMM people are going to be super excited when they finally get their, their baby. Um, and the episode closed with a funny video that, that the team made of a, it's like Voltron, but it's Raftron and it's a bunch of different colored rafts joining to make one Raftron with the head of Pico on top. So great episode. Um, Jim, what'd you think? Uh, I thought it was very enjoyable. Um, I hadn't seen a lot about the Banu Merchant Man. I just know people who have one talk about it like it's the coolest ship that you've ever yeah. have seen. But there, I'd never seen anything of it except like here's this white triangle. So to actually get some peek onto the inside, I thought, okay, yeah, this is pretty cool. Yeah, it's a really great ship. And what I like about it. Like the the Kraken Privateer is awesome too. Yeah. Um, and they serve a similar function, although I think the Merchant Man's even more suited for it. Um, yeah. That that was weird. I heard something disconnect from my computer, and I don't know what it was. Hopefully huh. not your microphone. I guess not. <laughs> um, and it looks like everything's recording just fine. So I'm gonna assume it was something else. Maybe my oh, it, it was probably my iPad. Uh, anyway, uh, um, I also thought the bridge for the odyssey was very cool it was very star trek um i like the the two seats in the back yeah what i'm curious about is which one's intended for like the captain versus the pilot because those two seats up back in back almost look like it's like either they're more meant for scanning or like one's a captain's seat and one's like the xl or whatever i hope that the captain's chair is not the pilot's chair like it is in a lot of ships but there's like a dedicated pilot station agreed agreed because like my my whole thing like with the carrick is the captain in my mind is the person standing at the the um station upstairs in the front and the pilot is flying the ship um the only downside to that is the captain's the only one who doesn't have a seat, but I I picture them also walking around and maybe even being in their, you know, when it's travel time, captain's likely in their quarters at the desk and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple of chairs up there too, in case they got to sit down while the ship's, you know, getting rocky or whatever. Yeah. Well, there are, but it is a crew of six. So that's the only weird thing they should put like, they should put a support chair that's out of the way in case you get into a combat situation. But my, well, if you get into a combat or a Rocky situation and it's combat, everyone else is likely running to the turrets for their battle stations or whatever. So I guess we'll see. They'll probably add something in there. Have you been thrown around on a ship yet? That's flying and you're not seated. Yeah. Many a time. uh, This last patch, it's like, far worse than it's ever mm-hmm. been it, or mm-hmm. i should say far worse it's more realistic which you really get ragdolled around yeah yeah it is a little intense i kind of feel like i i don't mind being ragdolled with sudden changes but since there's a gravity generator if you're moving kind of like i just don't like if you're 
I don't like the look like you're walking against the wind. Yeah. If it's just something minor. Yeah. Um, if it's high speed, totally understand being thrown about stuff. Like I want it to be as realistic as possible. Um, cool. Uh, I, I thought it was a great episode. I love anything about ships. It was interesting to see white box of Odyssey, the Odyssey. Um, it has a really cool interior layout from what I can tell. The one thing I would say is weird or maybe not smart from what I can tell is I hope that they have an air bubble or air shield for the hangar because if not, you're venting three floors of that ship or two floors of that. Yeah, three floors of that ship. I'm sure there's some alien tech or something they've got for that. I would imagine so. Because if it acts like a hangar and it can fit, you know, a prospector in it, you're not going to like airlock three decks or something to let the mm. ship in. Because mm. it has that balcony and it looks right. open. Right. So, but beyond that, it looks pretty cool. Oh, you know what? Now that I think about it, I wonder, does the Starfarer have an air shield? No. I don't I don't know. I haven't seen the inside of one. I I, I don't think it does. I'm th- I was thinking of the Idris, which does. Um but yeah, cool stuff, exciting um info. Love ships. I'm I'm curious if we'll see one more this year. I feel like we will. I bet one around Christmas will come out. Yeah. Yeah, there's usually some I feel like there's usually something, but I could be wrong. Um, and then we had a Star Citizen Live. Guess what? It's all about ships. Um, with a bunch of different members of the ship team. They did start the show off by saying, essentially, hey, there are a bunch of questions here that people ask that the ship team has no responsibility for, like AI, concept art, fixing yeah. ship bugs. So, um, you know, they build and design the ships, but they don't concept them. Um Although I thought Paul Jones does, but I guess not. Um, they they uh, first addressed why they build ships in the order that they do, and a lot of it really just has to do with they try to try to release a handful of ships per quarter, and if they can associate it with the gameplay um, that's coming out, they will. Uh, so, for instance, the raft was supposed to be released with the uh, cargo refactorized cargo. Right. And uh, ultimately that got delayed because of a lot of tech being built. So they decided ultimately, well, at least cargo still functions. It's not the way we want it to. And it's not it doesn't lean into the uniqueness of why the raft is useful, but we can still release it and it's worth releasing. It has its functionality. Um. They also talked about the 600i rework, which, thank goodness, is pretty extensive. Um, It sounds like they're moving the modularity from the middle of the ship to the back of the ship. They're increasing the vehicle bay on the Explorer version, as well as adding a medical bed for the Explorer version. And instead of having that one big weird crew room, they're, they're creating individual crew spaces. The touring edition, besides having changes as well, 
um, is going to have a higher end trim to differentiate it from the Explorer version, as well as they're making adjustments to the cargo area. So pretty cool stuff. I'm sure 600i people are rejoicing. It's a good oh, ship, yeah. but it's not great. It's in in terms of its its layout is a little weird. So I'm excited to see what they do. Maybe I'll swap my 400i for a 600i again. <laughs> oh yeah, I made my 400i into a Vanguard Warden. Oh nice. <laughs> um, hang on, I heard that sound again. I just want to make sure. Okay, I don't know what it is, but I think it's ice in a glass. Oh no, that's me drinking ice in a glass. Okay, or a gin and tonic. No, I heard that do 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 do. That sound when something disconnects from your USB. Oh yeah. Um, they did say obviously the mold moles detachable mold and prospectors detachable bags will be um, worked on, and I think a lot of it's tied into the physicalized cargo system that they're adding. Yeah. Um, they talked about the additional refining connect. Uh, mechanics uh that the uh uh what wow i didn't i didn't write this very well they oh that there will be additional refueling mechanics on the mole or the mole uh sarfarer just like we already talked about uh and use containers from another source um they spoke about what it means to be gold standard and how what they're really doing is bringing old models into what's needed, like adding closets and airlocks and any other functionality that should be present in the ship to be considered a gold standard. Uh, doesn't mean it's not going to change after that. It's just, you know, this is the best it can be now. Um, uh, more, more cargo does impact the way a ship flies and, and will have a, a pretty drastic effect on it. They are going to work on ballistics and, and change the, the count depending on the ship. They talked about physicalized damage being underway, even though it's not really their, um, it's not really in their court, but they have seen some really interesting tests with it lately, including, um, you know, seeing uh, things break off based on materials and the um, sort of how much pressure is being put on it. Uh, AI blades are on their on the long term roadmap, but once again, AI is not their responsibility. Right? They're still planning to allow custom paint jobs uh, when you go to places like Cousin Crows, etc., um, and will give players some sort of tool for defining that. What they what's still up in the air is one. The reason they said they they haven't done it yet is the tool that they have internally stinks um, and isn't where they want it to be. Two. They are still trying to decide um, how to make this different so that people who did pay for custom uh, paints are getting something unique compared to what you can get in a shop. But at the same time, they don't want to limit people's creativity and color choices. So it might be something around patterns and stenciling, etc. Well, and like the 400i has the Meridian paint skin, which is super cool. And it's like that mm-hmm. metallic sheen, but... Maybe yep. that's not a thing you can get in game, but that's one you could pay for. Yeah, exactly. They did say finishes might be one thing. Yeah, uh, 100%. Um, and then they did mention that the interior of the Polaris is done, and there have been some changes um, to both um, hip, uh, not hit points. Uh, oh, my goodness. Uh, th- my brain is really fuzzy today, and it's like, I need some ginkgo biloba. Um 
but anyway, there have been some changes, and they and they hinted at the uh, the hangar being a little bigger. So that's cool. Um, awesome. What would you think of? I, I keep saying awesome too. What'd you think of that episode? Uh, I thought it was neat. I always like seeing the uh, ship team come together. Um, it feels like they have a good dynamic when they talk about working on stuff and they're yeah. all excited about it. Like the one guy even has like eye tracker uh, widgets on his headset. Oh, Yogi. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that always gives like a, a good extra vote of confidence. Like, you know, what's up? Like clearly you also play this game in your spare time or something, you know, you're not just yeah. like, you know, grinding away, trying to get ships out or something. There's some part of you that truly enjoys this. Yeah, definitely. A hundred percent. Um, another thing that they sort of tried to make clear, I forgot about this. Um, but at the end of that episode, uh, what was really stressed by, um, Jared, because I think people must've just gotten really annoyed at the fact that Paul Jones called the Odyssey, a character killer. <laughs> and because of it, he, I think Jared's like, Hey, just so you know, when we're all talking about these things, um, it's it's individuals' opinions. We are not filtering or or like going into some right. PR mode uh, about individuals' opinions. Um, and it's so funny too because it's like a lot of people think that Paul was being that dramatic because they're trying to market to us. And what Jared's trying to say is, our team is. They're developers and creators. They're not marketers. <laughs> no, he probably just is really excited about that. I bet he yeah. might have worked on it. He's really excited about it. He thinks it's cool. And maybe people have been telling him, hey, the Carrick is the bee's knees and your ship is dumb, blah, blah, blah. And he gets to finally say, like, no, this is awesome. Look how cool this really big spaceship is. And, you know, that's a Carrick killer emphasizing yeah. his yeah. point. Yeah, exactly. Well, speaking of said Carrick killer, or lack thereof, uh, lack thereof killing, the it's got some guns. It has some guns. It has some. So guns. it could, in theory, kill a Carrick. Potentially, there you depending go. on where it is in its in its uh, visibility. It's <laughs> quite the odyssey um, for this transition. <laughs> exactly, and and so the the Q and A went up today, <laughs> and. Uh, some really interesting tidbits. Um, so first question was what materials can the Odyssey refine and does refined material go straight to the fuel tanks or the cargo bay? Odyssey can refine quantanium and hydrogen into fuel. The refinery solely exists to extend the ship's range. So refined fuel goes straight to the fuel tanks rather than the cargo bay. Uh, next question, is the Odyssey able to refine materials from other ships, such as ore bags from the Prospector? It is not planned at this point, and there's no way to feed the onboard refinery other than the Odyssey's own mining arm. Great question coming up. In comparison to the Carrick, does the Odyssey have the capacity to conduct jump point mapping and scanning? The Odyssey does not have the ability to scan slash um, map jump points that to the same extent as the Carrick, which remains the best current ship for that particular role. 
In general, all ships will be able to detect jump points, though the Carrick is simply better at doing it and from a much greater range. What specialized scanners and sensors, if any, does the Odyssey have? I don't see any dedicated scanning slash mapping rooms or equipment. What tools does it give its crew for exploration and making discoveries? There are no dedicated rooms or specialized equipment as default, but that doesn't mean the Odyssey is incapable of performing these functions. A lot of future exploration gameplay mechanics will be driven from stations using MFDs. So the lack of dedicated room doesn't stop a dedicated room doesn't stop the activity from happening. However, ships that have dedicated rooms for specific features will have buffs to their abilities as a result. If you want to improve the scanning functionality of the Odyssey, there are multiple ships that excel in that role that fit within the hangar, such as the Anvil F7CR, Hornet, and uh, Terrapin. Um, which is interesting. That's actually kind of cool. The Terrapin fits in there because um, I feel like that would be a good combo. Yeah, they've got a list a little lower down in the Q night that tells you every extra mm-hmm. small ship that'll fit. Exactly. Um, the biggest difference between the Odyssey and the Carrick. The biggest difference is the Carrick specialization in various areas, such as jump point and mapping, onboard drones and repair facilities and it's three modular cargo bays that can be outfitted in the future for various purposes beyond cargo. The Odyssey, however, favors a more generalized approach with the flexibility to do a lot of separate roles depending on how you equip it with onboard ships, ground vehicles, and supplies. Can the Odyssey refuel other ships, or is it limited to uh, the vehicles in its hangar? The Odyssey can only refuel ships landed in its hangar via on-foot manual refueling. How can a mail slot cockpit have excellent visibility? The mail slot is actually quite large, uh, quite a large opening and provides significant panoramic views for everyone on the bridge. Which ships fit in the hangar? Can you please provide us with some examples of extra small ships? An extra small hangar generally refers to what the community calls small ships. The non-exhaustive list of ships includes Avenger, Eclipse, Gladius, Saber, Arrow, Gladiator, Hawk, Hornet, Hurricane, Terrapin, Defender, Mustang, Buccaneer, Herald, Prospector, 100 Series, 300 Series, Aurora, Blade, such ships as the Vanguard, Cutlass, Freelancer, Reliant, Cartoo-All are too big as they are the next size up. Uh, What are the rings you can see people standing in in the background of the shot? Some kind of Xion gravity lift, um, grav lift. The Odyssey leverages a lot of Xion tech in its construction, and the image below shows the main personnel lift. The top hangar also uses Xion tech to fold the roof door in a much smaller footprint than typically would be possible. Uh, do the S4 shields on this large ship mean that a new component size category in between large and capital was added? Capital components are the same as size four components. We have five sizes in game and the terms are often interchanged. Uh, Vehicle S0, small S1, medium S2, large S3, capital S4. Does it come with a ground vehicle and snub like the Carrick? The standalone Odyssey comes with no included ships or ground vehicles, allowing you to customize your fleet as you wish. How much space is there for ground vehicles? 
could you fit a Spartan or multiple Cyclones? Um, the ground vehicle area in the Odyssey is quite spacious and designed to carry vehicles the size of the Ursa rover. While it shares an overall room with cargo, the two are separated, so carrying a maximum amount of cargo does not impede the vehicle area, which is good. We didn't realize that. This also means that you can sacrifice cargo space for additional vehicles. Uh, it's not intended at this point to carry vehicles the size of the Nova, Ballista, or Spartan, although more enterprising players may find a way to squeeze one in. Uh, the brochure shows crew quarters, but does the captain have their own room slash facilities? Being a non-military design, unlike the Carrick, there isn't a dedicated captain's quarters. However, every crew member has their own quarters, so it's up to the captain to decide which room they like the best. So that was the um, the Q&A. Anything surprising for you, Jim? Um, I don't think anything was too surprising. There was a lot of good points that I'm glad they called out. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to better define the role of the ship compared to the Carrick. This definitely feels like a very long-haul generic ship. Whereas the Carrick feels like this is a military exploration vessel and we do one thing and we do it the best. Yeah. Um, And I am interested to see some better shots of how big the uh, cockpit mail slot is. Yeah. Because it does look decently big in some of the white box, but it's hard to tell until you're in game with it. 100%. A hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's definitely difficult to tell. I I think it I think it'll look pretty big. The visibilities it's not going to be like Carrick visibility, but it'll be pretty big. I will say, after this Q and A, I feel a lot better that it is not a Carrick killer, and I'm actually really surprised at how much they charged for it while it's in concept. Yeah, it. Uh, I'm surprised that it only refines uh, quantanium and hydrogen into fuel for itself and I suppose anything docked in it. I was sure it was going to refine anything. Um, And then you could have like uh, a prospector drop off some ore and refine it. And then the prospector goes out to get some more ore. And then you've got like a raft come in and pick it up and then, you know, take the ore out and drop it off somewhere. That seemed like such a cool yeah, uh, roll because it's got the hanger, but maybe that's what they want the Starfarer to do. Yeah, well, and now how how many people how many people do you think now have buyer's remorse because they thought something like that was going to be possible? Uh, specifically, having it being like a mobile mining base, I think because that's what I I think most people who who were super excited by it were like, oh my god, this is the industrial ship that's going to help me find the mineables and then support my um, my ship in the process. What's the mining capital, the bigger one, the bigger mining ship? Orion. The Orion. I, I feel like they did not want to make a ship that would make people who had an Orion go, wait a minute. Yeah. So I get it, but it just, it would have been cool. I may, I considered melting my upgrade but I never applied the upgrade, so I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Who cares? But I upgraded an Orion. Um, 
because I just think the Odyssey looks really cool. <laughs> and I it got the really nice cool. skin, the nice concierge skin. <laughs> yeah, the mix of, I think that the mix of alien tech is going to make it super cool once it's all said and done. Yeah, I just fear, I. you know what though? Then this all this goes to show you is you can make a pretty cool exploration flotilla with a couple of different ships. You and can have a maybe, Carrick and an Odyssey. Yeah. And I I don't see the Odyssey as the home base exploration ship. I never did. I never will. The home base exploration ship for me is the Endeavor. Hmm. And I think the Endeavor that makes the most sense for large-scale exploration efforts is the one with the giant telescope. So you're using the telescope to identify phenomena from really far away. You're sending one of the the smaller ships to verify. I could see a really good combo of ships being you've got a scout um, you've got a scout terrapin on a um, odyssey, and the terrapin is sort of like having that advanced scanning capability for the odyssey. And then at the same time, you still have this really good exploration ship. But now it makes me go back to my baby Carrick and say, you really are the best. It's okay. You have a fantastic ship. And guess what? You came with all these things and you're still cheaper. And when you were in concept, you were sold for 350 <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of wild CCUs that people pull off when they've got, you know, old Carrick prices at 300 or whatever. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that cuz I bought it at 350. Yeah. Um but then I uh then I melted it and bought an exploration pack anyway. So, mm. but the one the exploration pack that I got it was not the current one. It was one a few packs ago, and it was so cheap for for pretty much every exploration ship in the game. And then I ended up just like upgrading everything. Oh, from the pack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. All righty then. So, um, what I did want to address, even though we're a little bit um behind in terms of the weeks, is I wanted to talk about the roadmap roundup. Actually, if we were recording, um, if we recorded, if we were going to record last week and we did it on a Tuesday, we would have missed this anyway. But, um, oh, one thing I did forget to mention is this week's ISC is going to be about the new uh, GravLev rework, um, as well as, um, uh, as well as a look at Jumptown uh, 2.0. So yeah. that should be interesting. Uh, they also said they'll add a sleigh load of fun by kicking off Luminalia. Are you familiar with what Luminalia is, Jim? I'm guessing it's Star Citizen Christmas. It is. And you know what's <laughs> awesome about it? What's that? All, all the landing zones, usually they spawn these little presents hidden everywhere. Oh. And if you pick up a present and you turn it in at an admin office, or I, I think you could sell it at a commodities terminal, you get, I think, five. It, last year, if I'm not mistaken, it was five thousand per per one. Maybe it was not. Maybe it was five. I don't remember how much, but it it was actually a little money pretty for lucrative. Players. 
Yeah, pretty lucrative. And now with all the all the um uh backpacks and stuff, you can you can go present hunting and do really well and it's oh, like a fun yeah. little little thing. But they also do some other stuff usually. Um and then also on Friday we have uh Star Citizen Live and they said details coming soon. It doesn't look like they updated that yet. Um so um. we'll find out. Did you see the 316 patch notes for the Graveloff already? Yeah, uh, yes, I did. Yeah. Uh, it seems pretty cool just to be able to go up and down. It seems like such an easy thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like that whole idea, too, that there's a little bit of a, hey, listen, um, let's, uh, let's make it a choice, right? You can yeah. go higher... But it's going to move slow. And then, um, you know, outside of that, then if it's closer, you'll move faster. Uh, but you risk hitting ground. Right. Uh, so that's some pretty cool stuff. Um, and, and as Jim mentioned, the, uh, you know, 316 is in Um Right now, it looks like the only thing they're testing is the Gravlev, but it looks like they fixed a bunch of bugs, but there's also a bunch of known issues. So hopefully we'll start to see more info about those things. Yeah. It seems um, like they didn't fix the bounty bug yet. Yeah, I, I think that's what I read, too. Uh, now, for the Roadmap Roundup last week... There were a few updates. Um, one, on the progress tracker, they've added a few things that used to be unannounced. So Miss Odyssey um, was there. It only really shows like concept art and uh, narrative team uh, on the schedule. So we don't know when it's going to be released. A lot of us suspect when, around Pyro. I think so, too. Um, Especially because they had Jax McCleary drive off to Pyro in an Odyssey. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um Exactly. Well, and it feels so pyro oriented just because of the fact that it is um, sort of self-sustaining in that way. Yeah. Uh, They added the raft, the Spartan, and they added the liberator, which had a similar sort of, um, you know, concept and narrative team. So we'll see how those develop on the roadmap and hopefully we'll see them come in another, you know, the liberator is another ship that seems very pyro like because, it's long range and it's going to carry fighters. So yeah. Exciting on, uh, the release view. Uh, we have a few features that were marked as committed. So for, uh, three or one more feature marks as committed, uh, which is mining gadgets. So I think that leaves only one more left to mark as committed. So good stuff. Uh, then with ship to ship refueling, unfortunately, the team decided that they wanted additional time uh, in order to provide a smoother gameplay experience. So they've pushed it back to three seventeen. But it Do makes you ever sense. Run out of gas? Uh, what in game? Yeah, I've I've only ever run out once when I just started and I was doing like a well, nine tails event and I was I didn't know anything but I don't think I've ever run out of fuel since. So refueling in Stanton isn't a big deal because, right. you know, the, it takes forever, especially if you're in a, a bigger ship. But if right. you're in a smaller ship, 
and you go to pyro, pyro will have significantly less stations. Stations will be controlled by gangs and pyro itself is a way larger system. Right. So if you're traveling through pyro, you might need a ship to refuel you. Um, so, you know, that's where, that's why I think they're willing to take their time because while it might be convenient now for pirates, cause the only other place, the only place you can refuel is grim hex. Right. Um, it's not going to completely break someone's gameplay. Right. But it will later. Yeah, it will later for sure. Um, because there's not going to be lawful places in Pyro that you can refuel. There's not any safe harbor. Uh, so shops and patrons uh, also got moved. After its final review, the AI team decided to polish the feature further uh, while also waiting for additional usables to come online. So they removed it from release view temporarily until the schedules are aligned. I mean, doesn't I'm bother me so much. One. I mean, normally I would be, but... But AI is in such a bad state as it is because of the servers that it'd be fixed and it still wouldn't work. You know, I just like, want to be able to sell loot, I guess. Oh well, that's on the roadmap. Oh, that sells. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's next. Um, Three seven. That's next patch. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now the following cards have been added to release view: Argo Raft, Anvil Spartan. As well as we are getting Jump Town 2.0 in 316, which should be really fun. Yes. Yeah. When they had the uh, Van Duel thing at Jump Town, there was a couple good nights with a bunch of read people just hanging out, you know, trying to make sure Jump Town was safe. It was good fun. Yeah. And especially yeah, now exactly. with the uh, A2, I think that it's going to get very interesting because people are just going to be bombing Jump Town. Um, yeah, it, it'll be, um, it'll be interesting. I think a lot of people are curious, like, okay, well, if they're bombing jump town, how, how's it going to be defendable? Maybe you have to duck and cover or, or more likely you have to be very careful and shoot down the bombs because the bombs are something you can shoot at. So, and they, they're not particularly fast. Yeah. I wonder if the ballista will be good at shooting down the bombs. I feel like it could be with the with the guns because you could you could target you could target it and and hit the guns. I think that's even partially what they might be for. So, good stuff. I, I'm I'm fine with it. It's not like not a big change. I I'm looking forward to what'll happen, Jim. Is early next year, usually within the first month or two, they update the roadmap substantially as they're rolling out into the new year and you start to see a lot more stuff. Right. Um, so that, you know, we might even get through to Q4. Ah, um, uh, yeah. And start to see some of the pyro stuff on there. Exactly. Um, and hopefully, uh, I, I think they're, I think they want to know more certainly when server meshing is going to come out before they commit to it. But that's true. We'll see. Um, so tips and tricks this week, we did get a few from folks, uh, uh, MK3 generic said spline jumping is broken, but there's a workaround. Make sure the quantum drive has been spooled completely before calibration finishes. And then he updated that used to work. Apparently it doesn't anymore. (laughs) 
he said, going to an OM first does allow travel to the intended place next. Uh, that's what I find works is if you can't, if you can't um, blind jump or you can't lock on to something, or I'm sorry, you can't lock on to something on the map, jump to a point. You could even cancel as long as you start the jump, the quantum jump and, and cancel, then it'll be fine. Uh, it'll and let you select. Also, you need to like, if you're in a place in space, like say you're by, um, uh, Car- like Karash Station security point, uh-huh. and you want to go back to Yella, you can't. But if you go to, I think Selen or whatever the plan is next to it, then you can. It'll open up more options. There's sort of like a weird way the routing determines if you can or can't jump certain places. Yeah, yeah, it, it's weird. It's weird and and confusing, but it'll work way better someday. So. Hopefully that day comes quicker and quicker. Um, last tip and trick uh, was from Captain Kieran, and he says, tips and tricks. Buy an Aries, thank me later. Which one? Uh, yeah. I mean, I would definitely, if I were to buy an Aries, I'd go Ion, because I don't want my ballistics to run out. But the, the ballistic is really powerful. Yeah, the spray on it is a little big, but it certainly goes through big ships like they're made out of butter, and it is, in fact, a hot knife. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the Inferno, or the Ion, I, I would buy too, just because I, I like um, laser weapons much better than ballistics right now. Me too. I avoid them like the plague. The only ship I have that has ballistics on it is my Cuddy and... I don't fly my cutlass a lot, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have any any other tips and tricks you'd like to bring up? Uh, yeah, I'm sure people have sort of found this out or seen it on the internet, but if you're doing bounty hunter missions, they're pretty bugged right now. In the, I don't know if it's just the server slow to update, but you get an objective marker that'll point you to go to, you know, someplace in space. And then after you know, a minute, a couple minutes, sometimes even finally the NPC spawns, that's the one you're supposed Mm. to kill. So it'll say, Oh, here's way too geeky, but the objective tracker will still show at this random point in space. And you need to wait for that. uh, I don't know the mission to figure out what's going on. And the objective marker will actually move and start to follow the ship you're supposed to kill versus being in a static point in space. Mm -hmm. Um, if you don't do this and you just kill the NPC, it's kind of a coin flip. I, one of two things happens. Um, it's either the wingmen spawn and mm-hmm. then they activate and then the mission mm-hmm. updates and gives you credit or the wingmen spawn and then they don't do anything. And then the mission's bugged out and you don't get any credit. Yeah. Uh, it seems a lot more resilient on the group bounties because after you've waited for the first one to correctly update, the subsequent two um, seem to be a lot faster probably because you've spent five minutes just waiting in space. Uh, But it's kind of a pain in the neck. Um, Another thing is, while you're another tip is, while you're waiting for this and you're flying around, try not to let the NPC, because they're going to chase you and shoot at you, don't let them fly into a rock and die because then you've also probably bugged the mission out at that point. 
Yeah. So it's kind of like a weird game of cat and mouse where you need to like get the guy's attention and then try to like steer them away from rocks and all these things so they don't accidentally die until the objective finally updates and then go kill them. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. I haven't um, experienced it that much because I haven't been doing bounties that much. But I uh, definitely heard that as well. I think it happens for bunker missions or something to that say too, but I haven't been doing those yet because I was waiting um, to get the carrot so I'd have a med bed. Ah, uh, yes, it is very convenient to have one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely a, a lifesaver. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't have any additional. Oh, actually, I did. Um, one very specific thing that keeps happening, although it sounded like this was fixed in the, in the notes of Evocati. But um, I've been experiencing an issue where I, I prefer when I'm calling, hailing the um, landing services, mm-hmm. I prefer to use the MFD. I don't know why. Um, and on the Carrick, it has a dedicated comms MFD, so it makes it really easy. However, for some reason, the interaction with opening and closing the ramp and exterior uh, is in the way. Yes, it seems like the controls have like way too big of an area to click on them yes so what i do is when i go look at it if you click the middle mouse wheel it makes you center in on the actual mfd Mm. and it goes outside of the interaction area so you one it what it does is it locks the view to the mfd so you can scroll the mfd yeah easily and it not confuse it with any other scrolling behaviors um, but it also allows you to select what you need to. I believe that there's a key bind also. If you've got you know extra buttons for your joysticks uh, that will allow you to focus at certain MFDs, so you can kind of like key mm-hmm. around to page and get to one. Oh, I didn't know that. That's good. Um, that brings us to everybody's favorite segment because it has its own theme music. It's time for science. For some reason on my end, it always sounds like it's slowing down and then speeds up. Um, But whenever I listen to the recording, it sounds fine. So... Thank goodness it sounds fine. Did you hear it slow down and speed up, or did it sound the same the whole time? I was resisting the urge to sing along, and I was like, oh, no, you're recording. Don't do that. <laughs> oh, I do sometimes, too. <laughs> ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. When, it's a when, catchy um, tune. Yeah, when they wrote it, they wanted it to sound very, like, um, you know, like Doctor Who-ish. Okay. Or, like, you know, like, kind of just, like, almost like an intro to, like, a sci-fi show of some sort. Yeah. And that's, I hear, that's like that. Um, Is that the Doctor Who theme song? (laughs) That's um, Rick and Morty, isn't it? I don't know. It's not a singing podcast. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's not? I thought this was called Singcast. Am I on the wrong podcast? Oh, no. Readcast. We don't play woodwind instruments. No, no, but we do have reedy voices, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so for those who don't know, for science is that segment where we do things 
to test out the game, to to find phenomena, uh, etc. Um, and we have a number of submissions um, dating all the way back to <laughs> November 17th. <laughs> We've been very bad. So sorry, everybody, that we haven't been recording. <laughs> Life has been hectic. Um, so Connect 2099 says, for science... Some people might not know, but to access your local inventory on a space station, currently in 315, you only need to be near the station. You don't need to land and enter the structure or exit your ship. Good stuff. I, I did know that, but I think, you know, I haven't I even done that. Yet. That's, a good, oh, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah, it makes it really easy. So if you forgot something, it's like, oh, let me just quantum near the station. Ah, do you know what the distance is? Is it like the same distance you need to be to radio in? I would imagine you probably have to be in the armistice zone at the very least, or maybe radio in, but I could be wrong. Sounds like a follow-up science experiment. Yes. To get back to us on. Yes. Canuck, follow it up. Follow it up. (laughs) Um, Mavro says, same thing happens with ships. Oh, here you go. You only have to be comms distance to access the inventory. We should have read one <laughs> sentence more. <laughs> exactly. There we go. Um, Captain Kieran says, this isn't really for science, just a cool feature. I went mining with a prospector, threw on a stampede, and the animation has changed. It fires like pulses of energy into the beam. It's pretty cool. This is the newest PU 315.1. Uh, Mavros says, another not really for science, but anyway... <laughs> I started submissions to destroy illegal monitors on comrades with the Terrapin. I know, very wise choice of tools. I couldn't take them out with the guns, so I remembered this was a tough ship. Shields up, and I ran into them. Terrapin was no more. It ceased to be. Pushing up daisies. An ex-Terrapin. Ex-Terrapin, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Not really sure if this is just because they haven't implemented real whole HP right now but I thought the little turtle would be tough enough to get through. Um, I would imagine Seth, you're absolutely right. It's just because they haven't implemented that physicalized damage. Yeah. That would be my guess. But we shall see. Yeah. Um, I find that I get very inconsistent behavior when I collide with something. Sometimes uh, I just bounce off it. And other times I just blow up. Yep. Yep. Sometimes it's almost as if there's an explosive tip on the ship. Other times you're bouncing around the planet as if you didn't just, just ride at it full force. Yeah. Um, And then captain Kieran says at Mavros, the real question is, does this count as animal abuse? And then Mavros uh, clarified, sounds awfully close to animal experimentation. Indeed. Um, So those are the things that they did for science. How about you, good sir, Jim? Have you done anything for science? Uh, I suppose it's sort of outside the game, but uh, I did see that there was a post on Spectrum about increasing your frame rate with the new NVIDIA drivers. Did you see that? Uh huh. Yep. yep, I did see it. Uh, so I've been trying that out, uh, increase, increasing the shader cache. To mm-hmm. I set mine to 10 gigabytes because they said, you know, set it higher. And mm-hmm. it seems like I might be getting 10 more frames per second than I was before. So it seem, it checks out like a pretty cool um, way to make your game run a little better just by, you know, getting the latest NVIDIA drivers and 
seeing if you've got some extra space. Uh, mm -hmm. There's a pretty detailed response from one of the CIG devs who explained that they probably only use one gig of shaders, but he doesn't quite know. Can't guarantee, you know, TM, TM, TM. But uh, it does seem to uh, corroborate that this could make the game run better. Uh, it seems like it does. So I'm happy. Awesome. Awesome. Um, I don't have really anything, but I did realize that I never checked the For Science tab today. So I went back just to see. And there are actually uh, Three more a few things. other submissions. Yes. Um, one, uh, Captain Karen said, the Ares Ion will one shot an M50. You just have to time that shot right. Winky, winky tongue out face. Um, MK3 generic or Mark three generic. I always say MK3 and Mark three generic says accidental discovery. A rock self-destruct is highly dangerous. There's not enough time to get out of the explosion radius in time on foot. And then he said, okay, there is, but the margin of error is tiny though. You better not have to run in the wind. Um, good stuff. I did know the rock blows up real fast. Um, you almost want to open the door and then exit. Oh, interesting. It's that quick. Yeah, it's really fast. Different ships have different timers too. Like the Carex is forever. Um, but if you plan on EVAing out while you're scuttling a Carex, um, you're not going to make it. Can um, you get out if you uh, get in like uh, Pisces or something and fly away or it's just too slow? <sighs> A Pis if you went and used the Pisces, yeah, I think, I think if you open the door first, okay, and then went up to the top deck and started the ejection sequence from the command station, yeah, you should have no problem escaping on the Pisces. Interesting. Yeah, because that ship is fast. That's a fast little shuttle. That's yeah. why everyone's like, you could fit different ships in the Odyssey. I'm like, but I love the Pisces. Uh, you can fit an arrow in there, but you have to fold the wings to um, get it in. And then you have to unfold them. And then you have to open the uh, canopy to get the pilot out and close it before you can close the... It's real messy. But yeah, the... yeah, I wish it was a little bigger to just like for sure fit some of the other small ships in there. See, I don't mind because I just love the Pisces. It, it's like, true. It's me, a cool ship. I, I, don't, I don't see a reason to put anything else on there because the Pisces seats three people. It holds a little bit of cargo. You could fit a hundred eye in there too or something, right? Uh, I think so. I don't know. You definitely could fit the stubs from the... Um, uh, oh my God. The... Um, a Merlin. The Archimedes and the Merlin, yeah. yeah. You can fit those in there, no problem also. But who wants to? Ugh. I don't think they have landing gear, do they? They do. Okay. They do, yeah. But they're only single-seaters. And yeah. yeah, you could fit two of them. Um, but, you know, I, I just don't... Like, I'm not... I'm not there to like carry a combat ship. I'm not there to. I want my little scouting shuttle. And oh, could you put some in the bottom is. too? The where you yes. would put. That would be kind of cool to have a, uh, Carrick with like you know four or five Merlin come out of it and just swarm someone. Um, was it Law of the West? Does that 
and I think he showed how many you could fit in there um, pretty easily. They're hard to get in, though. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> you know, it seems like a big opening until you actually are flying a, a, a spaceship into it. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Um, excellent. And then our host question of the week, so the question that we ask um, was with uh, – and this was ages ago <laughs> – with death and loss of inventory items a reality, do you plan to upgrade your ships less or more? Um, I feel like we answered these, but one of our episodes... So last week, just so people know, last week we didn't record. The week before we recorded a full episode, um, we the data capture or the audio capture for Seaguard didn't work. So... <laughs> we have a big empty spot where he would normally be talking. And so I couldn't actually upload the episode. I'm still trying to capture the the audio, but unfortunately it um, didn't work out. Um, But uh, you, Jim, were the first person to respond. Uh, Ship more personal or more personal. So you'd upgrade the ship. I was very terse in my response. Yeah. You'd upgrade the ship more. And then for personal stuff, wearing stock jumpsuit and why not the helmet and a why not helmet. There you go. So makes sense. Uh, Our good friend Kilgore says the trick is to never upgrade. Just use the personal transport beacon and hope that whatever guy shows up upgraded his then murder him. So Kilgore keeping it how it is being a, a, a mean old pirate. Um, Jim, you came back and said, now that shields have different stats per grade, you need to upgrade weapons, shields, quantum, uh, drive, and possibly power plant based on loadout. It's true. I agree. Uh, fun fact, the stock, uh, you know, uh, Hornet, Mm -hmm. uh, if you put the turret on so you can have six guns on it, the stock power plant doesn't supply that. Oh, I knew that. Yeah. Uh, you end up crashing because the ship just like doesn't have power, but it lets you fly for some reason, or sometimes it lets you fly, but like only half the thrusters work. It's terrible. So use yeah. Urkel, check your power because it's yeah. not very clear that you don't have enough until you blow up. A hundred percent. Gothic with two two Ks, almost like thick with two Cs. Um, I'm more likely to upgrade a ship than I am to keep playing with different armor sets. If I'm doing cargo hauling, then I'll dress fancy because I have a lower risk of dying and losing my stuff. If I'm doing bounties, then it'll be an undersuit and helmet. If it's a sec- uh, sector or a sec four base raid, I am wearing a hospital gown and using fisticuffs. <laughs> a little dangerous gothic. <laughs> so are you going to be bullet shield gothic? <laughs> No, I think he's been watching all the snorkel videos where he goes around. (laughs) Snorkel snorkel did an entire 890 jump by punching. Or not punching, but he was using hand-to-hand. Yeah, punching. Yeah, but I think it's it's not just the punch. It's the, uh, whatchamacallit. Yeah, there's like a takedown move. Yeah, the takedown. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Skyguard1 says, uh, Ship, keep upgrading because it's covered by insurance. I think real life does this too. Uh, Myself, as in personal armor and weapons, I'm not truly kidding myself out until I have at least 2 million alpha UEC. 
The only armor I'll be wearing until then will be willed to me by those who no longer need it. Uh, Boris Kraken, man of many words, says less. Uh, Mr. Mystery said, doing one security detail mission in a Carrick for safety allows one to collect with many trips a near lifetime supply of generic armors and helmets and guns. Very true, Mr. Mystery. Uh, our other good friend, Loon, says, um, oh, it was a picture of William Shatner, I guess. I can't remember. I mean, uh, now I have to see what he said. Uh, I, it, It's titled William Shatner Rocketman William Shatner Tuxedo GIF, so I'm sure it's good. Oh, it's William Shatner in a tuxedo. There, there you go. It's right there in the name. Singing and smoking a cigarette. It's that one that they all make fun of. Rocket man. Oh, I should have known. Uh, he said, "I say less. I lost my ship. I lost my ship, my upgrades, and my cargo. Two hundred k in Laronite and a thirty k right after purchase, and it didn't recover. I was in between the heartbeat thing for recovery." And what my once healthy 300k is now a lowly 110. LOL. My profits just stardust, stardust in the wind. Put an L for your boy. LOL. Uh, now I'm starting to remember that I read these as well. Um, but since it didn't go, I wanted to make sure everyone's comments were mentioned. Um, Connect 2099. Uh, currently ship component upgrades are safe investment because CIG has not implemented component loss when a ship is destroyed. So I will upgrade the ships according to need and minimize the amount of items I store in my vehicle and personal inventories. Loon said, yeah, but I keep having to do a character reset to get my ships and myself off uh, microtech. If I ever end up landing there and I get disconnected or die, whatever ship I'm in because become stuck in a claim loop and I've died repeatedly just leaving locations, buying commodities, walking down the stairs. I don't know why. I just kind of feel let down with how this patch is going so far. I feel so bad for you, Loon. I'm having an opposite experience. I think the patch has been great. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they'll smooth it out. something to help with the claim loop is if you have a second ship, try to get someone to take you to, is it by Genie Point? So oh, you really? Can- claim a ship if you go to another location i don't know if that oh. one will help but you can like claim a ship from another location and that's supposed to help with that or maybe just get a ride from someone yeah it might even be to another station you gotta go but yeah that's supposed well, to you help wouldn't be able to go to uh, wait you weren't thinking of the one orbiting microtech are you i wasn't i didn't know the name oh, so okay. i said by genie which that is that area 18 yeah, that's area. That, I mean, that would work then, because that's because yeah. you couldn't go Different. to the one orbiting microtech. Yeah. So I correct. spoke correctly, but I was wrong. But I was right. Correct. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. I I don't know why I'm not. Well, I know why I'm not thinking of the one orbiting microtech. It's because my brain's not working today. It's Port Tressler. Ah, yeah. Um, Captain Kieran says for ships, I tend to only upgrade weapons anyway, so I'll continue to do that. The prospector gets its upgrades as mining is near impossible without them. A hundred percent. It has definitely made me a lot more dubious about doing bounties for fear of death, mainly because of annoyance. I don't get to play a lot, two, maybe three times a week. It really burns me out when I spend most of that getting to and from spawn. 
As for gear and armor, I tend to go minimalist now instead of wearing armor all the time. If I want to go in caves, etc., I'll go to the shops and buy gear from there and then uh, ready to get, get ready to go. I also only get a basic weapon as I plan to take whatever I find off enemies. In summary, it's changed the way I play a lot, but less impact on ship upgrades. Mavro said, yes, because I am fully devoted to inefficiency and I enjoy much more a game in which you can actually lose what you gain. Writing the consequences is very thrilling and inevitable. Sport in life. Admiral Pete says, I'm less likely to upgrade anything right now because as opposed to making the game stable and then adding loss, they added loss without fixing stability. <laughs> and so I'm constantly losing things in a real way that wasn't the same story in 3.14. It is really frustrating. It makes my safe um, hauling career that I've been doing feel very glamorous. <laughs> yeah, I doing bounty hunting against NPCs in a ship I've got nothing to lose except, I guess, a little bit of time. But if you've got a second ship ready, if you get blown up, you just, you know, claim your first one, get out the second one and finish your mission. And, you know, what'd you lose? Two minutes, five minutes or whatever. Yeah. But it is frustrating when it's buggy. That is certainly a thing that this patch, this patch seems to have a lot of bugs in it but they're like subtle bugs, but then they fixed a lot of really other bad things. So it feels really good, but then bad at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot. Um, there's a lot to be desired. I just find like, it's not too horrible of a patch for me, but I'm also hesitant to go into combat now. So you can see where they're going with this and how it's going to make people really consider how to, how to plan. It might feel a little rough right now. Yeah. Um, Poise said, with the current bugs in 3.15, uh, build, in the 3.15 build, I have been wearing armor out of necessity. If I intend on staying on my ship and hunting bounties, then there is no need to risk any inventory besides a helmet. If my friends ask me to partake in some FPS combat missions, I have numerous sets of armor and weapons at major landing locations already stockpiled from bunker missions already. It is fairly easy to gear up, pull the Carrick to have a quick respawn to recover your gear if you should fall, then take it from there. If 3.15.1 makes it makes for a stable build and the bugs that seem to be the only way I die are resolved, I can see myself making more Alpha UEC this patch than any other. Uh, Earth says I'll probably upgrade Gus, my prospector, but I'm usually pretty happy the, with the stock loadout on my other ships, probably because I don't do a lot of ship combat, solo ship combat. Um, personal gear, potential loss won't be a factor. I'll wear and carry what I need for the situation because that's what real men do. And he does a flex there. Um, and Jim, you, you commented again. I've started wearing the Why Not Helmet a lot, and I really like it. Feels like better than the stock item uh yeah you don't want that white jumpsuit you want to look a little different right yeah i guess so although now i'm in boxers and i've just stopped wearing a helmet because there's a <laughs> airlock at uh grim hex oh yeah that's true um tukey 2d says upgrading ships is a must with the death of a spaceman these days i just live off 890 jump pirate gear due to the risk of sudden loss uh, Zake says, it's the coolest armor. 
like a generic utility chest. Um, MK Mark III generic says, I intend to upgrade my ships at the moment um, loss of component is not yet, at the moment loss of components is not yet a factor. Due to limited IRL time, the first will be quantum drives to ones with faster top speeds, spool and or calibration time and a lower cooldown. Currently, I'm not yet wearing subscriber gear until they greatly reduce the amount of deaths caused by rubber banding between two physics grids. Captain Kieran said, yep, same boat. I love my subscriber armor, so I can't wear it because I die too often because I'm an idiot mostly. Um, Captain Kieran said, feel wounded. It's me. I'm the England contingent. I I don't know who he's referencing or what he's referencing there, but that's what he said. So that's the last of that week of questions. I did follow up with, oh, we did follow up with a, a, another question when we recorded last week uh, or the week before, and it was Star Citizen has a lot of ships in the game and in concept. What types slash classifications of ships do you think the game still needs? Um, Admiral Cody said capital ground vehicles. <laughs> and of course, Jim, you posted, uh, did you post the crawler? No, uh, 2K2D did. Um, I'm missing that, of course, because my Google Doc doesn't show anything. Um, uh, you had said a lot is better. Oh, that uh, someone kept spelling a lot without a space between the uh and the lot. So uh-huh. I'm linked to a webcomic unrelated. I then commented oh. about ships below. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, okay. <laughs> I sometimes I because I, I just copy paste and space things so I can read them and then I'm like, huh? Um, so you mentioned alien mining ship. Any? I think that's a great idea. Yeah, any kind of my alien mining ship. I'd love to see how the Xion mine. Yeah, they just again the way that they're so different and like even the different alien ships are different from each other. Just how they get rocks would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, capital racing platform. I would give it a big projecting finish line, a place to land and show off ships, etc. Um, so you're saying like you'd have it actually have like an end end point that you would cross? Yeah, I think almost like a Kraken or a Liberator that's got like a, it projects up like a big goal circle yeah. or something like there is in the racing yeah. mode. And then there's just like a big open platform to like put your ships out on and like show off, you know, like have everyone walk around and schmooze and show off your cool ship. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, that's good, a uh, good, uh, a good idea. And then, last but not least, a tiny single seat stealth focus ship to do anything. Not sure. Doesn't a ghost? Isn't a ghost stealth? Eh, it's it's a. I, I mean, like tiny, like um, I guess like bigger, like a think like a, I guess what the one fifteen p is, mm-hmm. but like something small, but where it's got like just like such a microscopic signature where like it yeah. can just like fly around and see stuff um you know yeah yeah um and then captain karen said still really want a big ground vehicle aka base for mining and salvage or as a base for mining and salvage the above are only half jokes the jawa fortress would be cool um then you said ground vehicle with med bed any tier a uh, ship to transport said giant mining ship would also be awesome, like the things carrying the mining ships in Dune. Yes, that would be cool. 
uh, Techno said, uh, hopefully next vehicle based off the Atlas platform. Oh yeah. Um, in response to my med bed, like we, like literally an ambulance is what yeah. would be cool to get. Yeah. It would be interesting. And, and you might actually need it because, you know, if you're rescuing someone and you can't, ma- you can't make landfall near where they're injured. Right. And you need to get to them. You might need a ship and a vehicle and you might need to at least keep them from dying until you could get them to a better med bed. I do hope that they implement even with tier one med beds that at the very least, while the person's in the med bed, it'll stop them from dying. I mean, uh, tier three. Oh yes. That's what I meant. Absolutely correct. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, I've only joined in July geeky, but you know, <laughs> you need some help remembering your stuff. <laughs> oh goodness. Um, and then, oh, you sort of, uh, I, I think you sort of, um, there was some back and forth in conversation yeah. here. So you mentioned a giant ground ship via ground ship that you could land a prospect or freelancer on to drop off, refine, then haul away or mine on the planet, uh, would be bonkers banana pants. Give it a ramp for rocks to drive up. Yeah. Definitely interesting. I could see something like everyone wants the big ground ship. That's like a a mobile mining base. I think. Yeah. I, I thought what was cool. Well, it makes me also think of if you, uh, are you familiar with the pioneer? Uh, yes. The giant construction platform. Yeah. So that has a little landing ramp, uh, landing pad on it that you can land ships that are bringing cargo or, or supplies. Oh yeah. For when it's grounded. So I thought that was cool. Um, uh, Boris Kraken says aquatic vessels and, uh, MG said submarines. Uh, Mavros said, if we already had roads and ground missions, I would say we need more ground vehicles. If water will be accessible, we will definitely need aquatic ships. But right now I think we need more content and mechanics than ships to be honest. 100% 100% Mavros, but they still have teams building ships, so we might as well get more. Yeah. <laughs> that, those teams don't work on mechanics, so, you know, and ships are content. Um, they're just not necessarily a content everyone wants. Yeah. Um, I don't care one way or another. Uh, Mark Three Generic says, something akin to the Cyclones, but with an enclosed cabin and a few more seats, maybe even a few utilitarian vehicles, repair truck, ammo truck, fuel truck, etc., Repair yes. truck would be super cool. Land your ship and have this, you know, pit crew come out and fix it. Yes. Um, uh, Wit said small refinery. Uh, I'm guessing small refinery ship. Yeah. Uh, and then Canuck responded to Mark Three Generic. Um, Freelancer Max is already in the game. Oh, Canuck also posted a picture of the Eagle 5 from Spaceballs. Yes, yes, that's right. Um, thanks for all the fish, said. Standard transportation ships, like city buses from planet to orbital station. Um, it would be neat to see more unarmed car-like ships zooming around, even if they're NPC only. And then Canuck said... Uh, yes, but we need a camper module to replace the cargo area. Being serious, it'd be fun to have a tiny home in space. Oh, Canuck wasn't the one who posted it. Mark three posted the. No, no. Uh, Canuck posted a picture of the space Winnebago 
M uh, Mark Three generic replied that the freelancer Max is in the game. So it was sort of a cheeky response saying the freelancer oh. is just a camper and then cannot oh. come back at him. I thought he was, see, because it didn't post the picture. Right. I thought he said, I thought he said, was like doing a reply. Mm. Okay. Thank you for clarifying that. Um, <laughs> sometimes just the copy paste of the questions is not a good idea yeah it's yeah. kind of back and forth happens well i, I pulled it up in discord to look at it yeah um and then jaeger said not sure if it'd be cool or downright overpowered but i think a target designator slash command ship would be cool it's simply um i'm guessing he's saying simply laser is a target um and has to manually keep the laser on the moving target, which would be a challenge. All missiles and torpedoes fired by ships in that same fleet ignore countermeasures and simply fly to the laser target, basically like laser-guided missiles and bombs do today. That could be also be another variant of the Atlas platform with a target designating laser to guide bombs from an A2 or torps from a retaliator to ground targets. Like I said... It may be overpowered in the game, but they could also have radar, radar, laser jamming ships really developing electronic warfare in the game simply behind, behind blah, 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 beyond simply having an EMP on some ships. Uh, I think they will have uh, jamming ships or ships with jamming functionality, um, FYI. Uh, and I think that uh, laser guidance for missiles would be very cool because they are not very good right now. So yeah. anything to make it so this is a you know a, another excuse for a multi crew role to be like the laser guy, you yeah. know. Yeah, I agree. I think it would be really cool. Um, I forgot. I had an idea for a ship, and I completely forgot what it was. Um, uh, you were talking about if Anvil made a competitor to the odyssey that was like a more exploration focused ship that you know maybe it gets like some drones and stuff it ditches the mining i mean that would be the perfect ship in in game that would be the perfect ship if anvil made one of those yeah and it was even smaller so like you know it could land on any uh, any station landed stations and stuff none of this like weird space nonsense yeah yeah, Su- that would be super cool. Odyssey and killer, especially if it, yeah, an Odyssey killer. <laughs> <laughs> we just found the episode title. <laughs> oh goodness gracious! Uh, so that's the last of the responses. If I think of what I was going to say, I'll, I'll throw it out there. But here are some questions from a couple weeks. Um, Skyguard says, what's better for bounty hunting, distortion repeaters and laser repeaters or just laser repeaters? And you already answered it right in chat there, Jim. Do you want oh, to I tell did, us? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that laser repeaters for size one through four are just the best weapon in the game right now for NPC bounty hunting. Um, they have the highest speed and the furthest range, which combines really well for basically any ship if you're on a fast ship it's good if you're on a slow ship it's good and the capacitor recharge is so fast right now um if you aren't already uh swapping all your power over to like using the power triangle 
if you put all your power to guns, it's like two seconds and you recharge a full clip of whatever you have. So mm-hmm. laser repeaters, totally the way to go. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Um, you also asked a question. I, I want you to answer it first. What is your current everyday carry personal loadout for going out into the verse? Also, do you see them adding a size zero backpack for flight suits? What's your every everyday loadout? For the last six days, I've been flying in boxers, but uh, <laughs> for the most part, um, I try to. I've been trying to make a point to wear some sort of light armor just so I can have a backpack. So I, I would like, I guess, size zero backpacks for flight suits, so I could just like, you know, keep a med gun, some spare stuff. Uh, I don't know, pick up a thing. It would be nice to have just like a little duffel bag or something so I don't have to always, you know, wear light armor to be able to also carry things. Mm. Yeah, I I think they will add one. Um, my personal loadout is kind of tough because I keep losing my items because I. Yeah, I'm like, oh, they're all subscriber flair anyway, so I'll just I'll just Dust reset my account. Short. Yeah, I'll just reset my account at some point. Um, but uh I was uh, I was originally going with um, my Venture Voyager all red suit with uh, yeah. a, a medi gun, a few med pens, a few cartridges for the medi gun, my shoddy shotgun, and a pistol. Um, but uh, and, and or the cherry red um, gray cat armor with the backpack. I do like the great cat equipment. armor. It's it looks great. It holds a ton of stuff. Yeah. Like the number of slots for um ammo refills and utility refills is just in, immense. I think it's 8 and 4, which is insane. Yeah, that distinction on armor is very cool. Yeah, I love that. And it, it, it I, I'm glad that something that's supposed to be high utility has that. Um, and then you also said puts on tinfoil hat. Do you think the current issues with missions being so laggy, i.e. bounty takes five minutes to show up is because they're slowly implementing server meshing for things already. Um, I don't think so. I yeah. think and that maybe it's because they're implementing the backend architecture for server meshing, but I think that's all behind the scenes and not in game. And I think it's, uh, slow because they keep adding new things in the game, right? Every new location slows the entire server down. Yeah. Um, I mean, you never know, but that's my guess. Like, you know, Crusader is a hog. Um, that's not just true. When you're on it was Crusader. rough during IAE. You'd get a server yeah. with 40, 50 people on it, and it was just like, ugh. Yeah, you notice most servers these days, you, you, they're never, they're barely even full ever. Uh, I think it's kind of a coin toss. It's either a ton of people or there's like two people yeah. on it. And it's almost like you want a server hop to get a, a low population server just so the tick rate is good. Yeah, yeah. Um, Skyguard asked two questions. First question, what's your favorite ship manufacturer and why? Um, second question, what do you think, what do you, what do you imagine salvage gameplay to be like? So first question to you. Jim, what's your favorite ship and why? Uh, ship manufacturer or favorite ship? Ship manufacturer, sorry. Uh, 
I think in my heart it's Drake. My background on my computer is a Corsair, and I just I just like all the Drake ships and all the things they do. I don't fly one right now, but it's because there just isn't a Drake ship of the size and class for what I would like to do. But they're my favorite. They're so cool. Okay, cool. Yeah, I like the Corsair a lot, although I don't have one anymore. Um, I used to. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like... I. It's Anvil. so hard for me. I love Anvil. I like Anvil's designs because, I, I one, I think the hexagonal and circular sort of themes are great in the big intakes. I like well. the arrow a lot. It's my favorite light fighter. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh the arrow looks fantastic. Yeah. Um and then I also love I like origin ships. I think they look nice. I like um Crusader ships are really nice. They kind of have like an elegant look, but there's still functionality to them. And I just like the clean lines. Uh, especially and, with the Ares coming out too, where it's just like a further um, uh, example of their design language, where it it looks uh-huh. a lot like a tiny MSR, but then it's a single seat fighter. It's very cool. It it's very nice. I just love it. It's just such yeah. a and the thing about it just creates this when you when you look at Crusader the planet. And you look at the platforms and then you look at the architecture. Yeah. Even the showroom has elements of their ship design in the design of the showroom. Yeah. Um, and it just, it, they just look fantastic. And I love Argo too. Um, yes. Argo is so, very cool. So industrial looking like I want, I'd love to see um, more Argo ships for more industrial purposes as well. Yeah. Maybe they could be the, you know, so, I don't know, maybe they make a big refinery or just like a dedicated ore transport ship. Yeah. You know how like the whole E is like this huge ship that's meant to move freight boxes. Maybe there's like some sort of Argo, like ore storage ship, you know, insert clever acronym here. Yeah. Uh, and it just holds, you know, thousands of SCU, but it can only be, you know, material like ore. Yeah. Or Argo salvage. Yes. Argo repair. Yeah, like uh again, uh all the different modules for the um uh MPUV having like a little mini salvage one, a mini repair one. There's so much yeah. cool stuff with that ship. Yeah, yeah. What um what do you imagine salvage gameplay to be like? Um I imagine it's gonna be like mining on ships. Yeah. Uh I I'm guessing that the components will be physicalized so like maybe there's just a floating XO1 drive in space if it didn't get blown up when your ship died. Yeah. And so part of salvaging will be going out with the tractor beam and grabbing all the valuable components that are still functional but then otherwise you're going to like mine the you know wreckage of a ship and then you'll get some amount of I don't know titanium or laranite or you know a mix of minerals out mm-hmm. of the wreck. Yeah, I think that'll be part of it. I also think mining ship or mining salvage ships are going to have a couple things. Like one, you're probably going to have to like, there's probably going to be gameplay and it it won't be in the initial release of salvage, but uh, I think the final release of salvage, 
there'll likely be gameplay that makes you have to go in and like, for instance, um, siphon off the fuel first so oh, that you yeah. don't blow up the ship while you're um, extracting it. Right. They might have the ability to scan the ship down for relevant, valuable components. Um, I feel like there's going to be like this risk reward of how damaged a ship is versus how repairable a ship is. So is the ship recoverable enough that maybe it's not a salvage operation at all? It's a repair operation. Um, right. You know, is it worth too much to just resell the ship um, versus, you know, tearing it apart? Um, and then who knows what else? Well, it also might be a matter of time. Like I could spend... 30 minutes carefully dissecting the ship yeah. or I could, you know, go out and I could grab the quantum drive in the computer and make a quick buck. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, and, and, and also like they did say that with the physicalized damage and everything that different part things will have different values, different um, materials. And so you might, you might need to do different things to break down a certain material. Right. Yeah. Like the, again, like the mining lasers mm-hmm. on um, the uh, prospector. Mm-hmm. Whereas like uh, with the, so on the vulture, maybe you only get like one type of laser to break down a ship. Whereas if you have the reclaimer, you can like just tear apart all the different parts of a ship and, mm that'll help distinguish, you know, like the mole is to the prospector. You've got this yeah. reclaimers, this big salvage ship that can, you know, break apart anything. Yeah. Well, and like in the literature for the Orion, the Orion is supposed to have these specialized missiles that you shoot into large asteroids at a certain point in the asteroid so that it does a deep scan of the asteroid. Mm. And then it helps you figure out how you're supposed to cut it before like mowing into it with chunks, you know, right. getting the chunks um, so that you get the best break. So it seems like it's going to be a little bit more detailed, but who knows? They might, they might go back on that. You never know. Alrighty. Uh, Captain Kieran says, if you could only own five ships or vehicles, what would you choose and why? What are your must haves regardless of money bought either in game or with real money? If that would change your choice at all, then factor that in too. Uh, which five ships and why? Uh, well, the Corsair, because Drake, they're cool. Also, it's, I think exploration is neat, but it also can fight. It just seems like a big, fun ship. Yeah. Um, I've been flying a Vanguard like every day since I bought one. So that would go on the list because it's just such a cool ship. And I like that it's like the long range fighter. So maybe it's not the quickest thing, but. Um, you know, it certainly does the job that you need it to do. Um, I like the arrow is a light fighter because it's tiny. Uh, mm-hmm. it's fast. It's fun. It looks really cool. Uh, I really like the redeemer, the nutcracker wing things are really cool. And it seems like it's a really sluggish ship, but when you put the boost on that thing can move it can stop on a dime. It can turn. Mm-hmm. It's like it's bal- It's almost like it's 
movement is too good when you've got boost ready and its movement is terrible when you don't. So like mm -hmm. planning how you're flying out. And then for a fifth ship, um, I don't know. The, another thing I like about ships is ships that transform in some way or have like cool moving parts on the outside. Yeah. So like the wings on the Corsair, the arrow, the Vanguard, they all like fold and move. Uh, the Nutcrackers open and close pretty dramatically on the Redeemer. So probably some sort of either bigger or live-in type ship, but bonus mm -hmm. points if it's got like cool moving parts. Cool. How about yeah, you? That makes sense. Mine's pretty easy. Um, it'd be the Carrick plus its companions. So yeah. the Carrick, the Pisces, and the Ursa. Unless some other more interesting exploration-focused rover comes out. Yeah. Um, like or the G12 or whatever, some of those are. Yeah, although I don't think the G12 will be as useful as the Ursa. Yeah. But I do think that, like, like if Amvil came out with a ground vehicle that was smaller that could do all the same stuff as the Ursa, then I would do that just because they match. Yeah. But I like the Ursa. The Ursa's cool. Um, so that would be that three. And of course, it's because exploration and science and discovery are my favorite ideal gameplay loops. Um, and I really, really like them. Uh, since I'm not Mr. Combat, my other two ships would be focused on industry and solo play since my character would be my group ship. Um, and that would be the, a prospector and a vulture. Yeah, vulture is seem or does seem like a very cool ship to have. Yeah, it just seems useful. Like, oh, I I messed up and I lost my ship. Better go salvage my very expensive parts that now I don't get back with insurance. So I want to save myself, you know, half a mil on components or something. It it might yeah. be a good one to stick in that list for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So that's me. I, I think there are some good ones and it opens up most of the, cause even my Carrick, I can do exploration. It's still not too, it still holds its own in combat if you have a crew and it's also fantastic for cargo hauling. So it does everything yeah. I need. It's got a med bed. I don't really need anything else. Uh, MG says, um, which iconic ships from other franchises or even real life would you like to be able to use in Star Citizen? What do you think, Jim? What iconic ships? Ooh, like just like a one-to-one, -one, like now there is a TIE fighter, or like this is a ship they've made sort of as an homage to a cool ship that is, you know, been like miscified or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I, I agree. Um, uh, sorry, I was responding to someone too. I listened, but I, I asked you a like question. Did you? Then I yes. didn't. Okay. Kiki <laughs> <laughs> uh, <I, laughs> trying to pretend like he's listening and then put his foot in his mouth. Uh, uh, I asked. Cast. Uh, did would were you referring to? It's a good thing we edit this show, right? Oh no, I I leave that in. I know, I know. Uh, so uh, I asked, is it like just a one to one? Like now there is a Tie Fighter, or is it like we have taken a Tie Fighter and we have miskified oh. it, and now there's the misc, you know, twin quantum engine ship or something? Uh, good question. 
why don't we go let's let's answer for both both scenarios uh i think that well i feel like a star destroyer they already have like an idris and things uh ooh uh i would say i would want something like uh klingon bird of prey is like an alien equivalent to like the uh Connie series or like mm-hmm. size ship where it's like you know a four-man alien ship that's got like some sort of cool edge and i mean probably not cloaking in this game but uh that'd probably be the a ship i would just straight up steal because it's cool. cool um and i think it would be neat to see ooh uh like uh I guess, yeah, a lot of them, it feels like you'd think, like, oh, it'd be cool to see if, like, the Firefly or, like, the Bebop, but then it's like, well, there is kind of, like, this other bit. It feels like they did draw a lot of inspiration in the ships they make from, you know, uh, existing sci-fi material. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even Prometheus, like, I feel like the Carrick is a weird, like, Prometheus beboppy kind of ship yeah yeah exactly. it doesn't look like that it looks more like the prometheus but it's got kind of like some bebop functionality yeah but the aesthetics it doesn't look like it i yeah. i think aesthetically i'd love to see like a firefly type ship yeah um and that would definitely be i, I feel like that would be misc well and i think also the way that they have um in the bebop and i think the firefly ship the way that they have the gravity on it with like yeah. the big thing that spins on the outside would be really cool to see just visually. Yeah. Sort of like how Port Olisar has like the big spinning, you know, but like this is on a ship. You've got this big spinning thing for gravity. Yeah. Yeah. I would also like to see, uh, I don't know if you've seen this movie, but that ship from passengers would be a cool luxury ship. Oh, was that the one with, um, What's his face and what's his, her face? Uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that would be cool. Like again, like almost like a bigger eight ninety jump, like a nine ninety yeah. jump kind of situation. Yeah. 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 That would be really cool. Um, obviously, you wouldn't make it like have the like sleeping pods for when they finally got to their destination, but and that also has the exterior um, rotating ring, I believe. Yeah. I know it has almost like a bunch of them, almost like almost looks like a uh, turbine of some sort. Yeah, but some sort of like uh, uh, like a cruise liner. It would be like an origin cruise yeah. liner, just like this huge, massive ship that's just absolute, you know, luxury to the T. Yeah. Yeah, like a larger capacity of guests. Probably like 20 people instead of like 10. Yeah, exactly. Or, or, or 30 people. Um very cool. Now, Canuck2099 has a, a handful of questions. Um, if you've not touched upon it yet, what are your thoughts on making the raft has have much less SCU than it could potentially haul for its size? Many feel that CIG should have expanded that capacity even so far as doubling it by using a mag system to stack containers. But CIG decided to go with 3 times 32 
So does CIG's decision effectively make the Argo Raft a no-buy considering its weight, cross-section speed, lack of armament, even with eventual armor, and the limit to its overall SCU? Or is the Raft, in fact, a must-have for orgs who want to eventually bring cargo and equipment to outposts and have the ability to drop and pick up containers like a traditional big rig swapping swappable trailers uh, what do you think um jim is it a must-have or a no-go and, and what are your what are your feelings based on what was described uh i think the need for it based on functionality will be determined when the new cargo stuff comes in mm-hmm. because that sort of seemed like the hard sell they had was you know once you're actually loading cargo the raft is going to be awesome because it's going to be super fast at moving these containers yeah. Uh, but in the short term, I think it's a really cool looking ship. It's got a dazzling interior that just wows you. The crew quarters are great. Just yeah. the layout of the ship. It's a very pretty cargo ship. You know, yeah. 96 SAU, SCU is anything to sneeze at. It's pretty cheap for, I, I don't know if it's the cheapest ship per SCU. Maybe like the Freelancer Mask Max, I think is like 150 uh dollars for 120 SCU. Maybe it's a similar ratio. You'd have to do the math, but it's definitely a good entry level hauler. Yeah. I I agree like I'm sure the cargo container thing is going to be important. They even referenced that the fact that they did it that way is so they could space them out a little bit and make it really easy to load and unload. Right. So I have a feeling a, a lot of people were saying this and I think this could very well be the case like this feels like the ship that transports cargo from the planet to the space station. Oh, sure. So, you know, we've got at Hurston, we got a bunch of stuff and we need to bring it up to uh, Everest Harbor. And we've got, you know, a whole E docked there. So mm-hmm. we're trying to load that ship up. It's docked there. And this one just keeps going up and down. Mm-hmm. That's well, what I think. I think. You'll be able to use MPUVs for that too because it's local. Mm. But the MPUV won't be able to quantum up. Oh yeah, I guess you do have to quantum to Everest Harbor, don't you? Yeah. 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 MPUV though could be like area eighteen to area nineteen. Uh yeah, even that you probably want to quantum though, right? Uh, uh MPUV might be at Everest Harbor they're all in these weird places and we need to gather them in one spot so the raft can shuttle them up or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's really about also like, Hey, really it's like, we need to bring cargo to an address (laughs) truthfully from another ship or, or from a space station that's nearby. Uh, But um, I think raft seems like a cool ship and it will probably only get better. Yeah. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Me too. Um, and that interior makes makes me sad for the mole's interior. Like it makes them all look. Or the bare poor bones. freelancer. Like the freelancer Max has more cargo. It's more expensive, but it just. I mean, there, it's no contest. The raft is like a luxury hauler at this point with how cool the interior is. Yeah, I, I hate saying it, but I really hate. I really hate the freelancer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't hate it. Hate it. I. Just don't like the interior. It seems like a ship they made early. Yes. Well, and you should have seen the earlier version of it before they redid it. 
Oh, I can't imagine. Yeah. It was ugly. Um, uh, Second question. With the announcement of a 600i interior redo, particularly in light of exploration variant probably getting some form of med facility, do you think that this might also mean a potential rework for the Constellation Aquila? Might be in the pipe considering how its initial design being one of the big original or the original big ships no longer fits the bill for what might be required for a proper large exploration ship. Do you think they're going to rework the Aquila or what? Uh, I think that they'll probably rework all the Connie's, but not to make it like a 600 I. Cause I feel like the, mm-hmm. con- like Connie is sort of like the chassis that like determines a class of ships. And I feel like 600 I is a size bigger than that. Yeah, exactly. It is. I I don't know how they would rework the constellation without making it a substantial rework. I could see them ditching um <sighs> Yeah, like you wouldn't want to ditch the the Merlin because I feel like uh, maybe they could make like a bespoke uh, snub f- like exploration thing that's like a little mini like satellite that you can fly mm. around or something or like put a drone bay in. Maybe that's what you do. You get rid of the Merlin, you get a little drone bay or something. Yeah. I don't know. I think the problem with the constellation and. Uh, I this actual the constellation is the Aquila specifically uh, or just the Connie class in general? The Connie in general. But okay. the, actually I like the Aquila better than the other Connies because I like the bridge the glass better in that shape. Yeah. But I think most of the Connie rework is gonna be perhaps making the living quarters a little less cold. Yeah. Um and then I would, and we know that they're saying they're going to get, they're going to minimize the struts a little bit. They're going to still have struts, yeah. but they're going to reduce them because it is strutterific. And, you know, it's, it wouldn't be so bad if they didn't release, like, if they didn't go ahead and release the, um, uh, the introductor ship there, the, um, the RSI Mantis. And that yeah. has zero struts. Yes. Um, you know, or Which, then again, RSI, it feels like, wait a minute. I would get like it. The if, king of struts. Yeah. Yeah. And then that, now you make this beautiful strutless ship and you're telling me that you, yeah, I, yeah, I, I could see that. But then you look at the Mantis too, and it's a bare bones interior. It, it feels super cold. Yeah, I'm very curious about the Apollo because it feels like it's going to be a bigger Mantis. Yeah. Yeah. I, I You see a lot of Connie in its look, too. Yeah. I have a feeling that interior is going to look a little less inhospitable or, you know, a little less. Well, like, hopefully it's very hospitable because it's yeah. hospital. <laughs> exactly. Um, he also goes on to ask, version 315 now has been in PEU for a while. Uh, what is your experience with medical play in various states so far? 
what do you think CIG needs to tweak on, tweak or improve upon now without having to expand a lot on the mechanic to make that aspect of the game better from a player perspective, both patient and practitioner? Uh, what do you think, Jim? Medical gameplay. How do they make it better immediately? Uh, I th- I like that you can, uh, I'll say, borrow from a corpse or not yeah. a corpse, but a potential corpse, someone who's in the downstate. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be nice if you could inject them with a med pen. Yeah, because it seems kind of silly that you can't, right? It's like that. It's like what an EpiPen is, you know. Like they have a med pen on them, and they're in a downstate. It's like if only I could stick this thing in your leg right now, I could save your life. I thought you could. Uh, I don't think you can. I think you can only do those to yourself, unless there's maybe like a special key you got to hit or something. I don't. I don't know. Maybe if you right click. Oh, maybe. Yeah, that would be a good one to know. But I feel like that would be very convenient because yeah. I feel like a lot of people carry them. So you might have one, they might have one, but it's like a real good way. Just, I mean, maybe it doesn't heal them, but it stabilizes them so you can carry the body at least. Well, it, it should take them out of a down state. They'll have symptoms, but I think they'll w- wake up. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, also, I think the uh, the biggest improvement would be the UI for the player who is downed. You get this like weird gray blurred, and you can't do some things. And some of it makes sense, like you can't open the Moby glass, but it's kind of inconvenient because it feels like, um, uh, like chat even would be helpful. I don't know if chat shows, but there's like some level of the UI is changed when you're downed, and it feels like they could tone that back a little bit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I agree. I I don't know, to be quite honest. Um, uh, the one thing I think is weird is as soon as you lay down in med bed or as soon as you wake up, you're completely healed with the exception of if you have an injury. And injuries aren't that common right now. I feel yeah. like they could make at least tier three injuries a little bit more common. I would rather, I'd rather sooner get an injury, but be a little harder to, to down. It feels like, yeah, the health pool is too low. So you either are dead or just totally fine. Yeah. And I, I, that's, what's funny too, is I feel like I, I die a lot more than I thought I was going to versus being incapacitated. Yeah. And I don't know if maybe the solution to that lies with like, with armor or something, but it feels like the time in, I mean, you're getting shot with, you know, future space bullets. So it makes sense that, yeah, it takes a couple of bullets and the guy's just dead, but it also doesn't feel very good. And they could almost like prolong the, the time to die. So you could experience more of these injuries and then give medics more of an excuse to, you know, practice that craft. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, it'd be cool as if they had a suit that, would administer a small amount of uh, hemazol automatically. Oh, like it's like an emergency. Like, hey, we yeah. see that your health got really low. Let me just auto heal you. Yeah, like in the Expanse, how yeah. uh, their suits, they don't really explore it on the show, but in the book, you know, if something happens to, like if they break their arm, the suit will start administering some anti or some uh, pain medicine. Well, and I really would like also, you know how they have that uh, drug that like plugs into them when they're flying the ship? Yes, Um, the juice. 
yes, I, I would love that in some capacity, or maybe it's like a cooldown to use it, or you can get some charges, because I don't know if you, well, you don't do a lot of combat flying, you said, but yeah. uh, have you ever blacked out on a ship? Yes. If you could, like, just, you know, like, put the juice on, and then you, like, immediately unblack out uh, would be very useful, even if, like, oh, you could only have one of them or something. That's a great idea. And the side effects are, like, you, when you you might even be a little almost like drunkish. Sure. Yeah. Something to balance it, get whether yeah. that's charges, bad side effects or something like if you use it too much, it starts to OD you like any other drug. So it yeah. lets you, you know, you maybe you sustain it cause you're pulling a lot of G's, but then you get real sick or whatever it is. Yeah. That's very cool. That's a good idea. Uh, he then says the misc hull a is making good progress as was seen in the recent ISC. But at 48 SCU, what benefit do you see of operating a Hull A over, say, a Drake Cutlass Black? Sure, the Black has no toilet, but it has nearly the same SCU, 44 versus 48, and has a tractor beam also. And despite being a multi-crew ship, is very usable alone. What do you think, Jim? Uh... I think the whole A is going to be a better cargo ship than the Cutlass Black, and the Cutlass Black will be better at everything else. Uh, I, I think the 48 SCU is weird because it seems like 32 SCU is like the standard cargo unit, so I could see that ship maybe getting bumped to uh, 64, unless they let it like have all the little tiny boxes outside of it instead of the big uh-huh. cargo containers. Uh-huh. But it seems like the advantage of the whole series is they just get the cargo bolted onto it, whereas yeah. the Cutlass, you have to load it in. It's got a ramp, you know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think the whole A and the whole series it is that quick cargo storage that um, is is the ideal part of it. Yeah. Um, I also think it's going to be fast. I mean, look at that rocket on the back of it. It looks like it's a fast little ship. Um, I sure hope it gets in a, a size straight one. line. Uh, if it has a size one quantum, that would be pretty disappointing. Uh, the A might. It might, though, yeah. It's pretty small, but I bet you it goes fast. I bet oh, you it goes just fast. like its S- uh, SCM speed would be high. Yeah. 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 I think so. Um. And then uh, he had a bonus question because he likes his questions in force. Uh, he said good things come in force. But his this bonus would be question, a fifth, though. He had four already. Yes, so that's why he says bonus instead of okay. four. <laughs> um, and he said, if you don't get more questions by tonight, how modular is your expectation of the eventual integration of ship modularity? Should the system be like what is in place for the Retaliator or Endeavor and simply expand to more ships with swappable areas, like the cargo area of the Titan or the midsection of the Freelancers? Or should the goal be fully customizable ships where extra fuel tanks could be exchanged for missile racks or entire cargo area conversions, like turning the Freelancer rear section into a mobile restaurant or Winnebago? What do you think, Jim? Um... I think that uh, another good ship that is customizable right now is the Hornet chassis mm-hmm. because you can get the radar for exploration, you can get a turret for combat, and you can get like some stealth thing. 
uh, there might be another one. Uh, but that's a cool uh, uh, version of it that exists now. It mm-hmm. seems like uh, it's not going to be like in um, maybe like EVE Online where you get this UI where you can just totally take bits and bobs out everywhere because there's some pretty specific uh, like spots for components. So something yeah. like a uh, it it would be like a missile rack, you know, where like where the fuel tank is, you wouldn't put a missile there, and vice versa. Um, I could see the cargo area letting you put stuff in it. Maybe if you want to make like a restaurant, for example, it might not be that you have this like restaurant section you put in. You might just like get some tables and chairs and like set up a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, I bet you you could do that, like snap right. a restaurant to the cargo grid. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I agree. Like, I don't think modularity. One, it's very clear. Um, you know, RSI or, or, or CIG wants you to have uh, ships that have a purpose, right? So, yeah. yes, the Carrick is pretty well-rounded ship, and c- it could do a lot of things. But let's face it, the reason you're bringing your Carrick out should be exploration because that's what it's built best for. Right. And to keep you safe while doing it. Um, uh, I don't think they would go that deep in customization to make it so customizable that you'd be able to do all that kind of stuff. But I do think they'll introduce like you said, sort of, uh, or like we sort of got at, I bet you they'll introduce types of equipment that you could load onto your ship to give you functionality. Yeah, Um, especially ones with cargo areas. Like, hey, just add this thing, and now maybe have a little triage station you get a tier three med bed. Yeah. You might not, um, or, you know, uh, for instance, yeah, the Nautilus is the ship you really want to be laying mines with. But I'm sure there's nothing that stops you from putting a mine on a cutty black with your tractor beam or a couple exactly. mines. Putting, but that's probably super dangerous. Fly really <laughs> careful. <laughs> it's yeah. super dangerous, and you're not going to be lying, laying a ton of mines that way. Right. <laughs> and if you're trying to build a minefield over time, you might be at risk of landing in the minefield and blowing up. Right. So, um, yeah. But I, I do like the idea, but I, I agree. It's it's probably going to stick to more specific things. I think what was exciting about what they talked about in terms of modularity the other day is that they want to be able to make it easier to build in modularity. So even if they don't make a ship that's modular for us, it's super modular for them to quickly turn out a new version of a ship that right. has a unique feature. Yeah. Um. So good stuff there. I think um, the Caterpillar is the best example of a modular ship that could be super cool, depending on how that sorts out. Yeah, it could be really, really cool. Um, I thought of the ship that, well, I thought of another ship that I thought would be cool. A larger um, media-based ship, and it could oh. be equipped with camera drones and um, maybe even like a studio where you could record in. Um, 
and and stuff like that but like a larger ship where maybe you get different camera angles all at the same time um and it could be for surveillance or even more so for like you know actually broadcast uh camera drones would be very cool and i'm sure that all of the machinima people would just absolutely love to have just like dedicated camera drone type stuff oh my god it'd be so cool yeah um so that's all of our questions um I will think of a question of the week and post it in our discord. And I'll also include it on our um, Q and a on the Spotify uh, version of this episode. So uh, if you want to answer that, you could join our discord or you can actually respond in the Spotify um, as well. Uh, If you have any questions of your own or any thoughts, feedback, things you did for science tips or tricks, feel free to email them at read, readcastsc at gmail.com you could dm our twitter handle at readcastsc we also accept messages voice messages through anchor um you could as i mentioned join our readcast discord or you could always text or call us and leave a voicemail at 646-783-8154 if you are out there looking for an org that's law-abiding um, and you you like science or you like supporting scientists, uh, check out READ. It stands for Research and Engineering through Exploration and Discovery. It um, involves uh, not just the, uh, the fluffy activities. We do have a defense division. So if you prefer to be holding a gun in your hand, you can help protect people who are uncovering the next thing in the, in the verse. Um, we also have a variety of content creators out there. So take a look at earth's videos on YouTube. Uh, snorkel just started posting pretty regularly on YouTube as well. I I will add the link to his content in our show notes as well, Uh, as well. I keep saying as well. And then Admiral Cody and Calibri created a ton of uh, game and org inspired music, including the music you hear in our episodes. Uh, so check out their page. And that, dear friends, wraps up another episode of Readcast. Jim, it's been great having you. I really enjoyed uh, chatting with you tonight. I appreciate you coming on. Awesome. Well, fellow citizens, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening.